Hi, I'm Mike Sharman with Share Healthcare, and I'm here at Homesteaders uh, of America. We're in Front Royal, Virginia, which yesterday was nice and warm, calm, blue skies, and today is overcast, cloudy, and windy. But we're still here in beautiful Commonwealth of Virginia. I'm here with Pork Rind, and you know, Pork Rind are with Share Healthcare. We have like three foundational freedoms: medical freedom, financial freedom, and religious freedom. And so we always like to support other people who are promoting freedom in, in any one of those aspects. And I know you're promoting it in pretty much every one of those aspects. Yes, sir. So what prompted you to basically be pork rind and, and promote freedom and promote prayer and do that? I mean, what, what prompted you to have this as a mission, a life, a career? That's a good question. Uh, so people call me pork rind D, pork evangelist. Um, originally when I had the... The pork evangelist. Yeah, the Not pork to be misunderstood with those imitation pork evangelists <laughs> out there. They probably have MSG, you know, oh, all no. sorts of things. Um, but uh, when I first came up with that little tagline yeah. or title, it, for me, was kind of like, oh, I'm a Christian and I like pigs. But then over the last year of really having this as a, a full-time business, I realized that uh, my primary calling is to minister the gospel to other people. And part of how I do that is through education, teaching people about how to raise pigs and other livestock, and also how to make money doing those things. Yeah. Um, and that's part of the uh, financial freedom of like, man, there's so many people that don't want to be a slave to a corporate job or nine to five. But they have fear holding them back. Can I really do it? Will it be successful? Yep. Does, does anybody want what I'm selling? Yep. And a lot of times people do want what you're selling. It's just a matter of having um, strategy in place, having a little bit of wisdom in place without the hogwash. Don't you want clean pigs? Yeah. All right, but not hogwash. No, no. hogwash is a, a metaphorical, metaphorical. It's like lies, nonsense. Right, I got gotcha. you. Let your yes be yes and your no be no unless you fall into condemnation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that is hard to not undersell or oversell but you know, when I'm talking to people about share healthcare, I find that they're most receptive when they might have a concern and I address it, but not in the flamboyant way that they might think I would or the overstating way. I just tell them what it is and they're compelled, they're enticed by the truth of what I'm saying and they can tell whether it's helpful or not to them, I want to be sincere about what we are presenting. And that's, that's what you do, right? Yeah, my main mission is making sure that people know that they're loved and that there's hope for them. Um, hard to do that if I'm very narcissistic or self-centered in terms of how I uh, talk to people or how I market myself. Um, so really I'm called to be a servant leader. And so as a servant leader, I have to make sure that I'm actually being of service to the people um, around me. And that means sometimes I might have this idea of how I should serve people. But in reality, I need to submit that to God and I need to submit that to the people who God's called me to care for. You know, there was a generosity project a while back. I don't know how, um, how vibrant it is still, but that was a thing, the generosity project. And the basic premise was the more the generous you are with your time or your talents or your treasure, the more will come back to you. And it isn't, you can't be being generous if you're doing it because you want to have this stuff come back to you. But if you're doing it with the right heart, it just will. Right, it's better to give than receive, right? Um, and I think one thing that I've had to learn is love is not transactional. 
Um, and, and so for me, when I live my life based off of transactional actions, where, oh, if I do this, then I, I can guarantee or assume that they're going to do this for me. The reality is I'm not owed anything in life. No one owes me anything and I don't owe anyone else anything. I owe everything to God and so does everyone else. Um, and so what I do have, I can be grateful for that. But living a life where I don't have to put expectations on people, which in a lot of ways have been burdens and, and bondages for folks, myself included, by allowing them to be free to make the choices that they need to make, it allows for them to actively choose love rather than be forced to love me. They can choose to love me instead. A lot of people, in fact, I think most people don't realize that how you are presenting that spiritual issue and how God presented it in, in scripture, that we are to have free will. He's not going to compel us to love him. If he did, we'd all be, you know, robots that just go straight to heaven because we wouldn't need to have anything else. But he gave us free will to choose that way. And here we are in America, which was set up, it's the only nation on earth ever that was set up on the basis of New Testament theology, understanding the entire scripture. And that is that we have, because we have free will, we therefore have individual property rights. Because we have free will, we want to be able to have capitalism because we have individual property rights. Because we have free will, then we need a free market capitalism, not oligarchies and monopolies that are taking over things. You know, you, you being in the business of, of hogs and, and pigs and dealing with that, you know, one of the major problems is the oligarchies and the monopolies of the meat markets out there. And then the, the grocery stores and the chains, all those type things where they try to compel everybody else. But what we tend to forget so much as Christians is all of what we want in America is America's good systems originated in scripture and the further away we get from scripture and the further away we get from the idea that when we bless God and thank God he will be blessing us and it's not like you said a transaction but just because his heart wants our best and if we are wanting his heart it will just happen right um, I think one of the beauties of understanding the gospel is understanding that our God respects himself Right? He respects himself so much that he puts boundaries, and those are uh, commands, but those commands are really an act of his love. He loves us so much that he wants us to be enveloped in that love, um, but like any good father, he's going to have some rules, um, and sometimes that might mean consequences when we break those rules, but even in that, God is still loving and merciful. Uh, so as someone who's gone through a lot of mental health problems and and really uh, struggling to understand my identity in Christ, I had to realize that no matter what happens in my life, God still loves and cares about me. God still wants community to be in my life as a reflection of his love for me. One of the wildest things or most wonderful things that happened when I came to Christ was realizing that everything, uh, that everything is under grace now. Everything is mercy now. Everything is. But he's a God of mercy and truth. He's a God of mercy and justice. So that means that if I make the right choices, I will have positive consequences. They might not be the consequences I was anticipating, but whatever those consequences are, they are positive. If I make the wrong choices, I will have negative consequences. And that negative consequence can be, again, not what I might have thought, but it will wind up being negative for me in, in the long run. And having that idea then, that led to kind of one of the next thoughts is that Everything then that occurs in my life is either is a lesson. It's either a lesson for me or it's a lesson through me to others. 
it's either a corrective lesson where oh you know you drifted away off the you know into the ditch of the path that, that you're on and or it is a positive lesson a positive affirmation yes what you did was right here's a positive reinforcement now go forward and when we uh, look at life that way we don't stay in, in Satan uh, shame-based role we aren't under guilt then when we have wrong we're under conviction oh which God's, is healthy yes it is and necessary yeah with um, you were mentioning we have God's commands and I kind of think of it as now that we're in the New Testament era it, it isn't a do this or do that command it's a yield sign at the point that if we go beyond we're going to have you know we're running a, a a dangerous intersection now if we try to outrun that yellow and it turns red we can do that only so many times before we're in a wreck and so God's put up all these yield signs well if you do this if you do that you're going to have negative consequences and he as a loving God always loving us is caring for us before we get in that wreck and then he cares for us after we get in that wreck right I feel like um, something to warn people about is like oversimplification of Christianity in a Which lot of ways. I'm, I'm kind of tend toward. <laughs> no, no. Um, but um, you know, I, I've noticed that even when I do the right thing, sometimes I might experience what would appear to be bad consequences. Um, some of you might have um, stood up for your freedoms in terms of the workplace and lost your job, right? That might feel like it's a bad consequence for doing something that God might have called you to do. And so I feel like the biggest thing is understanding that it's not so much that we should focus on what the outcomes are, but understanding that when we are in tune with the Spirit and when we're living in obedience, that God does honor our obedience. Even if it doesn't look like He's honoring, even if it looks like He's punishing us in our obedience. Um, God, yeah, God gives the water of affliction and the bread of adversity, as it said in Isaiah. And I think that's something to where Christians have to understand that even though we are in Christ, it doesn't mean that we don't experience hardships, right. but that through the adversities, that allows for us to actually grow, be strengthened in the Spirit of God. And we will certainly have hardships. How do I know that? Because the Bible tells me so. In this life, you will always have trouble. You're going to have trouble. And, you know, one major flaw in prosperity theology is, well, then God didn't love God's Son because he was crucified and and he didn't want riches but he knew and that that john 17 passage is so helpful and that that uh, transition from just walking into the garden praying and then walking forward toward crucifixion that he was first you know not wanting you know take this cup from me and then the obedience but your will be done and when he finishes that series of, of prayers and it's take that cup from me but your will be done we had seen that he'd been anxious that humanness of uh, the humanity of christ was anxious about that but when he completely yielded and said but your will be done he was dead calm from then on even though he knew he was walking toward what we would say was a negative consequence but he had to go through that death to have the resurrection to have the ascension to be building a place for us up in heaven and you know that's why I was saying sometimes we'll have good consequences from doing the right thing but it won't look good 
to begin with. You know, how many people do we have here, though, these 5,000 folks that are coming here for the Homesteaders America, who are here because they saw the turbulence that could occur during the COVID era, the uncertainty of their job, or they actually had lost their job, and so had to go out on this dream that they had had before that was just pie in the sky, they weren't thinking it was really it, and then now when they stepped out because they had no choice, now they're blessed and they're here they are working homesteaders, making money with it. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people um, have had a, what I like to call stress tests, uh, and we need that. Uh, we need that because it does show what level of faith that we have. It does show um, uh, the quality of our faith when we go through these things. And it shows us that we're not perfect and that there are still areas in our life that we need to walk in love and kindness and compassion and grace, whether that's to other people, whether that's to myself, um, and whether that's uh, understanding that, again, God loves me, even though I might be resentful that he's allowed things to happen in my life that I might not would have initially have wanted. When we see in scripture the word temptation, most of the times the original word in the Greek from that's come from that is the word that can be to try or to assay, like a mineral assayer. And that the blessing to us a lot of times when we have a difficulty, it is tempting us, we could quit, but the testing, the assaying of our character lets us see I'm stronger than I thought. I, I made the right honesty choices when I didn't really know that I was going to or not. I wasn't sure about myself. And we hear God might try you. In James it also tells us, but God will never tempt us in that way of enticing, because that is another nuance of that original word. He's not going to entice us to sin, but he will test us, he will assay us to let us and him see our true character and it will come out. Yeah, he'll allow the natural order of law to take place. Um, you know, and I think part of that is understanding that um, even in temptations that we might go through, uh, I've had to learn personally for me that I have no strength in of myself. Um, I can't necessarily pat myself on the back when I do something right. Because in scripture, it's also written that there's nothing good in us, right? Um, uh, other than what God has instilled in us and allowed in our life. Um, so I, I can't give really any credit to anything that I've done grand or great in my life. I have to give that to God. There have been situations where if I was in a different spiritual season, I would have handled very poorly. But because I went through those seasons and now have a better relationship with Christ, I can know and understand that, oh man, like I, 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 I bad, went through this temptation without fear. Of, of falling without fear of being persecuted or without fear of, of feeling unloved and I can't give myself credit for that. I was guilty for, for doing it wrong all the time but now I know that God has empowered me and when I lean more on his strength rather than my own strength that's when I actually start seeing the beauty of Christ Jesus. You mentioned your ministerial aspect of your business. Tell us a little bit more about your business and how people can get in contact with you. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I have a business called Pork Rind Consulting, uh, or just under Pork Rind. And really my main goal is to make sure that people have that freedom that we were talking about when it comes to starting a business. Oftentimes people get into massive amounts of debt that they don't need to get into. Um, they start doing things that are not productive for what they might dream to be productive for their operation. And so I help create a strategy for them 
to where they're able to work within their context. They don't have to be like this farmer or that homesteader to be successful. God has given them a unique opportunity, unique skills, unique abilities. And it's more of a matter of expressing those God-given things rather than chasing someone else's. Well, that's so, so helpful to have somebody that can direct them and say, yeah, the idea you have, that, that's a good one. Or, you know, it looks like the way you're, you're leaning is, is not going to be helpful for you. Or somebody just has an idea and a desire to do something with no idea how, and you can help set up a blueprint for them. Yeah. So how can people get in contact with you? Yeah, so you can go to porkrine.com. That's P-O-R-K-R-H-Y-N-E.com. Uh, also, I'm on YouTube at Pork Ryan TV as well. All right. Well, thank you, Pork Ryan. Appreciate it so much. Wish well. Thanks for you coming out uh, to Homesteaders, and thank you for you doing this interview.